You are now tuning in to the MPTE Clinical Files, two mock MPTE-based questions told and solved week by week. Thank you for tuning in to the MPT Clinical Files. My name is Kyle Rice, the MPT Prep Coach, the founder of the PT Hustle, and the creator of the MPT Prep Success Coaching Program. And if you would like a free cheat sheet that goes along with this specific question, tune in to the end of this episode, and I'm going to give you more information on how to get that. All right, so for our next MPT clinical file, we have our patient Samuel, and Samuel was injured two days ago during a basketball game when he pivoted on his right foot. The patient reports feeling right medial knee pain immediately afterward and complains of intermittent clicking with an occasional catch at end range. A painless one millimeter joint space gapping is observed during the valgus stress test. Which of the following conditions is the most likely present? All right, so we have A, grade three ACL tear. B is the medial meniscal tear. C is the patellar subluxation. And D is grade three medial collateral ligament tear. All right, so we got to go in. We got to destroy this. So let's take a look first. We got Samuel was injured two days ago during a basketball game when he pivoted on this right foot. Now, already that should start to tell you a little something, something right there, okay? Because there's this this thing called a mechanism of injury, something that we're very familiar with when it comes down to the knee. You know, pivoting on the pivoting on the foot and keeping that foot like planted into the ground, it sets us up for a few different things. Sets us up for the ACL tear. Sets us up for uh, medial collateral ligament tear. Sets us up for a meniscal tear. Actually, all three of those. And when they're all three combined together, we actually have a name for that. Right? And that's called the terrible triad. Okay, so right now, I can't really tell if any one of these is really the pathology that's in question right now. I don't know because that mechanism of injury could potentially cause each one of these even the patellar subluxation. So let's go ahead and continue down the line. It says, the patient reports feeling right medial knee pain immediately afterward and complains of intermittent clicking and occasional catch at end range. All right, so this is important too. We got to think about the soft tissues that are referring to that medial knee. Again, it could be an ACL, could be a medial meniscus, it could be a, a, a ligamentous tear, medial uh, collateral ligament. So all those potentially could cause medial knee pain. Maybe even a patellar subluxation. Ah, you know, that typically causes lateral pain. We typically have a lateral patellar subluxation. So I'm not really expecting medial knee pain there, but maybe. All right. So, but this is the next part that's really interesting. It says complaints of intermittent clicking with an occasional catch and end range. Now, this is one of these like telltale signs, these like hallmark signs of something meniscal in nature, some type of either like a joint fragment or or some type of joint lesion that's creating something that we may be running over as the joint's moving. I mean, maybe something that's flapped up inside the joint. It could be cartilage, could be the meniscus or something like that. But it typically is like some type of joint space or joint occupying lesion of some sort. Something is keeping the knee from moving correctly. And so we get this occasional catch, even get occasional click. So already I'm kind of like, okay, that's more meniscal in nature. Some of those other soft tissues that we have as answer choices 
It's just not consistent with those, but we'll take a look at it. As we get down towards the question stem, we see it says a painless one millimeter joint space gapping is observed during the valgus stress test. So we got a little, got to know a little bit about that valgus stress test. We know we're primarily looking for uh, some type of damage to the medial collateral ligament. All right. It says a painless one millimeter joint space gapping is observed. Is that normal? Is that not normal? All right. Hold on to that. We'll discuss it here in a moment. The question stem says, which of the following conditions is the most likely present? All right. So we can we go in here and crush this thing? Let's take a look. We got A, grade three ACL tear. B is medial meniscal tear. C is patellar subluxation. D is grade three medial collateral ligament tear. So A, grade three ACL tear. Like we said in the beginning, yeah, there's a lot of potential that the person could have an ACL tear. But notice how they really don't say anything that is kind of like telltale sign of the patient having that. There's no Lockman's test that we did. You know, there was no MRI that was done that was letting us know this. But here's the one thing. It doesn't say much about like an anterior translation problem or anterior instability. It doesn't say that. What it does say is intermittent clicking with occasional catch at end range, which is not consistent with a grade three ACL tear which is known as a rupture. That is a complete rupture of the ACL. We don't really see intermittent clicking or the occasional catch with that. So I can already start to eliminate A. Now let's look at B. B says the medial meniscal tear. Well, I do know one thing, that it can happen with a planted foot. If you rotate on that knee, it could create a medial meniscal tear. I do know that. I also know that meniscal tears can flap up inside the joint and it can create a clicking or it can create a, an occasional catch. I know that it's it can do that because it flaps up again inside the joint and, and in a sense it kind of like it's like a train track. All right, it's kind of like a train track in a way to where something's kind of flapped on the train track and not allowing the train to move smoothly. All right, and so this is that same situation, medial meniscal tear. It fits the clinical presentation right now, but doesn't mean it's the right answer. Let's continue down. It says patellar subluxation on C. Now, who do we tend to see patellar subluxations in? I'll tell you right now, it's typically in our females that we see that, and it's typically a lateral-based patellar subluxation. That's the most common. Now, does it say anything really about that in this question here? Anything to let you know that, yeah, this is definitely the most likely? I would say not. All right, we're not dealing with a younger female with weak hips and, and tight uh, IT band or, or tight vastus lateralis or anything along those lines. It's not saying anything like that. It's not saying anything about a Q angle. And so I'm not thinking about patellar subluxation here. Again, it's not the most likely, especially when you compare it to the medial meniscal tear. So let's go ahead and eliminate that. And let's look at the final one. The final one says grade three medial collateral ligament tear. Now, this is a toughie because in the in the end of this question, it says a painless one millimeter joint space gapping is observed during the valgus stress test. Well, first of all, what is a grade three medial collateral ligament tear? What, what does that really mean? You should be saying, well, that is a full rupture of the medial collateral ligament. All right, does that produce pain? Well, maybe at the time, but really later on, we don't really expect there to be that much pain because it's been completely torn. So that makes sense, the painless part. 
But what doesn't make sense to me is the fact that they have a one millimeter joint space gapping. Now, how much gapping should we expect to see? I mean, you really shouldn't be seeing that much gapping to begin with, but can our patient have a one millimeter joint space gapping? Of course they can. They can have just general laxity there. All right. So right now, it just doesn't make sense because the grade three medial collateral ligament tear, I would expect the patient to present with like over 10 millimeters of joint space gapping. I mean, it'd be really freaking significant. The painless part, okay, that's true. But the one millimeter joint space gapping, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. All right, and now I can see that with a grade one medial collateral ligament tear, you can get like a one millimeter joint space gapping. But here's my question to you. With a grade one medial collateral ligament tear, is a patient going to be painful or painless? They would be painful, right? And so even if that was an answer here, that wouldn't be it either because uh, it says a painless one millimeter joint space. But really what I'm saying to you right now, let's keep it in the framework of this question, that D is just not appropriate. It doesn't fit the bill because this patient only has a one millimeter joint space gapping and we would expect greater than a 10 for a grade three medial collateral ligament tear. All right. And so that rules out D, leaving us with our best answer of the medial meniscal tear. That is the final answer. Congratulations to those of you who dominated, got that question right. If you didn't, you know, this is something that I used to get hung up on too. These MSK kind of examination, evaluation type questions where they provide to you a special test. All right. And then you have to understand the special test, understand what's positive and negative and, and so forth. Right. Well, here's the deal. If you didn't really understand the special test here, what the valgus stress test does and what a positive result would be for the different grades. Well, then you're going to get stuck because you're going to be like, oh, is that is that true? Am I supposed to have a one millimeter or am I not? Is that normal or is that not? You're getting stuck there. And I'm sure a lot of you had that problem. Here's the thing that I started to fix. I went back through my most common special tests for MSK. Went back through all the major ones that I thought I thought was going to be the, the highest chance of coming up on the MPTE. And the one thing that I made sure was I knew exactly how to do the test, what the test tested, what soft tissue or bone or whatnot, what it tested. But here's the deal. What is positive, baby? Take it the next step and understand what is truly positive. Oh, there's pain. Okay, is there anything else that makes it positive? Oh, joint laxity. Well, how much joint laxity? I need to know because I don't want to get thrown off on the MPT when it says five millimeters and I don't know what the hell that really means because I never looked at the millimeters. So spend time taking a look at your special test, understanding what it's testing how to actually do it, demonstrate it. And then the other piece is understanding what makes it positive. What makes it negative? What are all the factors that go into that? These are the steps that help you to dominate MSK examination slash evaluation type questions when it's related to a special test. All right. But as always, I don't want to leave y'all with that. So if you are on the podcast, I want you to check your show notes click the link in there you're going to get my cheat sheet that i have for you with the top five facts that you need to know about the medial meniscal tear for the mpte my name is kyle rice the mpt prep coach and as always keep learning stay committed i'll see you on the next one 
This episode of the NPTE Clinical Files is brought to you by the NPTE Test Strategy Playbook. If you are constantly getting down to the final two answers but always seem to select the wrong one, visit destroythenpte.com to learn how to get down to the final answer fast.